Hey guys, welcome to the Simply Country Ranch podcast. We are here today with Ben. My name is Lauren and we are going to be talking about creating an orchard trees. We had about 150 trees in our Idaho farm and we're going to be telling you kind of all the ins and outs of what we did to get started and the things we learned along the way and the knowledge that we're going to take to create our orchards here in Oklahoma. Hello. So like Lauren said, um, we had over 150 fruit trees. We had apple trees. We had cherry trees. Cherry trees are really predominant in Emmett, Idaho. Um, it was known for cherry trees. Uh, so we had a lot of cherry trees. We had pears, plums. Um, apricots, nectarines. Yep, apricots, nectarines. So we had a lot of different fruit trees and almonds. Almond trees. Almond trees were the first ones that we attempted to plant with zero knowledge whatsoever about planting trees at all. So uh, needless to say, our almond one did not do so well, but we learned a lot from that point and uh, we'd do things uh, very different if we could um, going back on the almond tree. Okay. So what we learned when we planted the almond tree orchard that uh, the soil content is very important, location is very important, and you can't just dig a hole, stick a tree in the ground, and call it good. So there's a little bit more to it, and you need to do your research and figure out uh, what each type of tree needs, what's recommended, amounts of water, what type of watering, and uh, fertilizer, and so on. So, yeah, there's a little bit more to farming than just digging a hole and sticking a plant into the ground. Yes, exactly. So let's go ahead and talk about where do we get the trees. So we've gotten trees across the board from all types of different places. Um, some have done really well, others died right off the bat. Uh, so we've kind of learned some cost a lot, some were you know, a little bit more on the cost effective side. So the best place I've ever gotten trees and the best quality trees came from a nursery that was geared towards landscaping. Um, so if you can find like a nursery that landscapers go to for residential housing or commercial, they will provide some of the best for cost effectiveness, but you have to be looking to buy in bulk. If you're trying to buy one or two trees, that's probably not the best place for you to go. But if you're looking to put in 20 or 30 trees, that is absolute hands down the best um, that I've found. So. So if you're in the Treasure Valley in Idaho, uh, Sand Hollow Nursery, I believe, is the nursery that we got the majority of our trees from. And that uh, old guy that runs that knows more about trees than anybody I've ever met in my whole life. In fact, really turned everything around for us, sharing all of his knowledge that uh, allowed us to be productive and start actually um, growing trees that produce fruit and uh, we started you know doing a lot better than we did in the very beginning on our almond trees at the end a few of our almond trees ended up surviving and producing almonds but um, we lost quite a few trees due to just lack of knowledge okay so you're getting them from a nursery and where else uh, some of the other places that we've gotten them we we tried in Oklahoma is really hard to find uh, they didn't have any kind of very many of these nurseries and these nurseries were really particular about who they sold to and 
lot of times wouldn't sell to the general public and you had to get a lot of permits and licenses and stuff to to buy from them it was very difficult so i tried online i did a few places online and they sent trees um and they seem to be in decent quality i think stark bros is one of them but the price was outrageous plus the shipping so it was like 40 some dollars a tree plus shipping is just extremely expensive but they did have a larger variety than what you will find but i found places like tractor supply lowe's home depot places like that if you hit it at the right time uh you can get trees there that do really good um DMB, that's another place in Idaho that had really good for trees. I don't think we have DMBs out here. I think that's just an Idaho thing. But yeah, uh, yeah so we did really good. I got trees, uh, the majority of our trees, I just bought 34 trees the other day from Tractor Supply at a really good price. Now these trees are, are only like one year old. They're just little saplings right. um, instead of the five gallon trees that we were getting that you know are already producing a little tiny bit of fruit these yeah. guys have a few years to go before they get there but yeah, so that um, makes a huge difference in your price yeah but the, but the price is great and I, I'd rather get them at a decent price because what we also found in pretty much every orchard out there what you're going to find is that you're going to lose trees no matter what you do every tree you plant in the ground is not going to be successful so trees require a certain environment and sometimes the location you've dug that hole just isn't the key environment for that tree so in other words in nature when trees shed seeds around everywhere uh, just because a seed fell into the ground doesn't mean that that seed survives sprints roots and grows it, it requires conditioning the right conditions for that tree to take off and be successful so sometimes just there's wrong conditions, there's bugs, there's uh, moles. Moles kill trees big time. They kill the root system. You don't even see them. You don't even know what's going on. They've already come through, eating the roots, and your tree's dead. So um, there's just a lot of conditions. You're going to lose some of your trees when you're planting a large amount of trees. So you have to be aware of that and be you know, able to, to uh, factor that in into your cost yeah. budget plans. Yeah, so there's a couple different ways that you can um, go about per, like getting your trees. Um, there, we when we were working with the Sand Hollow Nursery, they had like a sale. We would always call it whenever they had a sale for certain types of trees. And one of his sales was uh, like bare root trees, where they were just complete like the they weren't planted into any sort of dirt at all. And so you just go, you pluck them out of like the loose soil that they have them sitting in and you have to plant them within like 24 hours right yeah it's something super fast yeah so then there's bare root trees and those ones are again like are pretty small saplings um they're just getting started um that one though that's going to be like a super cheap tree um another one is where like the ones that we just purchase they kind of come in like a bag and they've got just a minor amount of soil around the root system so you don't have to plant them immediately and then it kind of the bag just kind of keeps in a little bit of moisture Um, and those ones are kind of middle of the line and then your next tree that you can get is going to be in your 
uh, five to ten gallon buckets full of soil and that one that tree is normally going to be more on the pricier side because it might be two to three years old it might already be producing fruit along this line but um, those ones you know you have better chances of making it because they are you can visibly see that they might have fruit on them so far right and they have established root systems right that makes a a huge difference Mm -hmm. so our game plan when we were wanting to create an orchard tree is the the valley that we were living in in emmett they had an abundant amount of fruit trees and something very popular at that time was um, orchard picking so during the various different seasons it was a huge market to come into um, other people's ranches and go and hand pick the fruit off of their trees yeah Yeah. it's called you pick and um, so cool we were so excited Um, that was our main focus when creating these orchard trees um, an orchard and so we had created this plan of having uh, one side was going to be apples one side was going to be cherries and then we were going to have one section that was kind of a mix of various different fruits that we strategically placed around um, together so that they would be able to work together so Ben's going to kind of go into that but our game plan was that uh, fruit trees tend to take about what would you say like four to five years in order for people to be able to um, go in and pick the apple pick the fruit off of the trees and there be like an abundance amount of of fruit Um, so let's talk about pollination yeah so when you're setting up your orchard you know the first thing like you said would have to be goals what is your goal to do what type of fruit are you wanting to grow and what are you going to do with it so what is the purpose of your orchard are you going to sell this fruit are you going to do a you pick are you going to can this fruit what are you looking to do so you have to determine that first yeah, that's a good Once point. Once you have that figured out of what your projected goal is, then you have to figure out what type uh, do you want to do. So if you're doing apples, there's there's tons of different types of apples. So you have to figure out how many different types of apples do you want to do, how much you're looking to yield off these trees. And once you figure out what type, so for instance, we are doing Golden Delicious, Red Delicious, Fuji and Gala are some of the apples we're doing. You have to check and see what pollination these guys require. Are they self-pollinating? Do they need a cross-pollinator? And with apples, for instance, crab apple trees are the best uh, cross-pollinators for most of the types of apples out there. So you you know your crab apple tree does great, flowers, blooms, and uh, yeah, it's very pretty. Really well. So you have to figure that out. A lot of the peach trees require uh, are self-pollinating or require a cross-pollinating tree, a different type of peach tree. So you have to know that too. We have peaches as well that we're putting in out here. And sometimes two of the same type will cross-pollinate each other. So again, it just requires a little research, figure out what you want to grow, and then you have to figure out what it takes to cross-pollinate so that you end up successful with those. Yeah. One of my favorite stories was when we had first moved into our house, there was a section of a a good amount of trees and this area was not watered at all and but this is where we wanted to plant like we call it like our own personal orchard was a mixture of a bunch of trees and once we started planting um, orchard trees in there we left the surrounding 
pretty well trees because it added a lot of shade and you know we wanted that coverage and once we did that we actually found out that one of the trees was an actual apple tree and because it had a cross pollinator that we had recently planted it allowed that uh well-developed tree to actually start to flourish and produced hundreds of apples that following year all because we did that but we had no idea that it was an apple tree until it had the correct uh, partner to be next to another helper also with the pollinating are bees yeah uh, bees are great bees are wonderful anybody that farms loves bees and anybody that farms fruits whether it's berries fruit trees or anything absolutely understands the importance of bees. Uh, bees will be one of the things that we will be adding to our ranch farm out here in Oklahoma because they really can make a huge difference in the thrivingness of your fruit trees and your farm. They, yeah. Those guys are little tiny, I always think of them as little tiny helper workers because they really are doing the job of pollinating everything for you, making sure your cross pollinations are working good and uh, just helps all across in your garden, in your flower beds, in your orchard, everywhere. These guys are awesome. Yeah, so and that's a good point too. So um, follow us on social media. And if you guys know of an awesome beekeeper that you think we should be talking to or um, a couple of beekeeping accounts, can you please tag us in those? You can DM us um, or just tag us in some of their stories, their posts, so we can be aware of those people so we um, can continue to grow our education in that field. Another little farm helper that we have and we like are our chickens. Uh, chickens are great because they really keep the bugs down. Even though they may get into a little bit of the lower hanging fruit and definitely the fruit that's fallen off the tree, they really keep down the bugs, which bugs can be a major problem, and they fertilize the ground. So they're only adding to the trees and they, you know, really keep the bugs down. So this yeah. is bugs are bugs and fungus are your tree's two biggest enemies and those are the two things you have to really yeah. kind of work through and figure out so and the yeah like you said the chickens do a great job with that so definitely having those and planting your chicken coop nearby like your garden or nearby your orchard would definitely be a plus when you're thinking about where to kind of put your chicken coop if possible yeah i agree so one we just want to touch on one of the other things that we ran into problems with with our orchard is that we flood irrigated uh, our hay fields, which our orchard was at the end of our hay field and in the beginning of our hay field we had multiple orchards. Um, flood irrigation is great for hay fields, wonderful, 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 horrible for trees, um, for most trees, because standing water creates root rot and that is very bad and kills your trees. So I didn't know this, but rain, uh, natural rain, is your greatest way of watering for most plants because um, it waters right on the surface, the roots are able to soak it up, and they don't drown in the saturated amounts of water. Right. Uh, so we learned the hard way also that uh, sprinkler watering was far better for our orchards than flood irrigation, so I had to re structure our watering system mm -hmm. there um, in Oklahoma uh, nobody waters anything the rain just rains and it rains a lot so we're gonna have to keep that into consideration for we get a lot more rain than most um, than they did in Idaho I, 
10 times the amount of rain so yeah we're so gonna we're gonna to be figure out well we'll be planting our trees where there's not going to be like a standing amount of water so just having a lot of good what is it called like the drain we need a lot drainage. of drainage yeah. so we'll be planting a little bit different i plan on putting a little bit more of rocky soil underneath the tree further down um, so that I can get that water drainage so my roots aren't sitting in puddles of water. So how you plant to, I always recommend with trees, I'm not an expert by any means and we still are learning as we go, but I, uh, most trees you purchase come with a planting suggestion and I highly suggest following that for there's several different ways. A lot, there's a pretty common set of about two feet down and about uh, three feet wide of a hole that's pretty standard and uh, you want a little mound on top you don't want it to sink down so that you're puddled water but the water runs off um, so that was something that we learned when we were planting the uh, almonds is that we just dug a huge hole and we just stuck the tree inside of it and covered it with dirt and we were thinking that okay our tree has to be level with the ground and I know I didn't make my hole like wide enough um I was just thinking I needed the hole to be wide enough for my tree to actually go into the ground um and wide enough for wherever that five gallon pot was but we, we learned was that the shallow would be better and then wider so definitely just I think what did you say it was like four feet yeah three, three to, to four, four feet, feet wide radius so the around can it expand because mm -hmm. they grow out and not so much down. down yeah so yeah. I didn't really recognize that when we were first learning how to plant and then like Ben was saying was like kind of just picture instead of having your tree at level with the ground kind of just picture more of um, a mound or like a sloping from your tree uh what's not called a stem what is it called uh, uh your trunk <laughs> your trunk yeah. and then it going downward so kind of picture more of that and uh like yeah so just and another thing that helps too is compost um compost or like uh oh wood chips on yeah. top is great because mm -hmm. they really kind of soak up the moisture but they they stay moist and it allows the tree to get more moisture but also prevents some of the flooding of right. the tree so we always put down you know wood chips and compost down on top of the tree really helps big time um, for some of that moisture control as well so those are a few tips like I said again we're not experts um, we haven't been uh, running orchards for 30 years so but I have talked to a lot of people about trees and trees are a big passion of mine. Um, and we have produced successful trees with, with good fruit. Um, so best yeah. of luck to you and uh, starting your orchard and um, wish us luck as well as we are getting ready to plant ours.